Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. You have Morgan Petty here from the grocery shop floor. I serve as lead retail analyst and research director for Rethink Retail, and I am joined by industry analyst for food retail from SAP, Randy Evans. Hi, my name's Randy Evans. I'm an industry advisor. With SAP, I focus exclusively on uh, food retail folks that sell food for a living. And let's talk a little bit about how you got to where you are now. You have direct experience with big brands, H-E-B, American Source. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience in the industry, in the grocery industry? Sure, I've been with SAP for 16 years now. Prior to SAP, I worked in the grocery industry. In fact, 30 years in the business. Actually, it's an interesting fact. 25 of those 30 years were spent in the meat department. So I'm living, breathing proof that a meat guy can spell SAP. So it's it's really cool. It's a great job. I, I'm the industry person. So I, I like to say that I'm the translator. I speak grocery and I speak Japanese, so I can tell our folks how the grocery industry works. And even more importantly, when I'm talking to customers, I have a pretty good understanding of how, how their business runs. So it's a, it's a good relationship. It's, it's a great job. Absolutely. And, and we've heard a lot of great insights from the, uh, from the show this week from Randy McMullen from Kroger. We've heard uh, yesterday about unified commerce. And you have some first exp- firsthand experience with that. So I know in your HEB days, you were, can you tell us a little bit about what your vision was then? Uh, yeah. uh, can you yeah, dive so into that? It's, it's interesting to, 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 you know, I've spent 30 years in the business. So to walk through the evolution of, of customer in that process and, the, and what's, what it is today. And as you mentioned, I've heard today and yesterday lots of conversations about unified commerce. In fact, uh, one of the guys... I think it was the is JJ from All Dele said he can't call it Omnicommerce anymore. He's got to call it Unified Commerce. And you know, I can say back in the day as a category manager at HEB, we wanted to know the customer desperately, but it was overwhelming. I can recall the marketing teams coming into my office and saying, "We're going to drop an FSI in the border region," and and you know, that's a it's a I was the poultry category manager. And that's a high poultry consumption group. Um, and I would say, well, how many more chickens am I going to sell? And the answer was, well, we're not sure, but we don't know. And it, you know, it was, in a, it was ineffectual to me. I, I couldn't make that process work. I needed to know how much more am I going to sell? How much more inventory do I need? And those things were never on the list. They were always really kind of nebulous. So it, in today's world, as the customer's transitioning, maybe not as fast as the industry expected them to, but is transitioning to all, say, a digital shopper, not necessarily an e-commerce shopper, the access to that information has got to drive your business. We, we, we look at the business holistically, and we think that there's a, we call it customer adaptive retailing, which allows me to use the customer and their data to drive decisions in all of the business, not just in marketing. So we call it, we have, a, there are six pillars, a single view of the business, customer trust and personalization, they kind of go together, unified commerce, 
digital supply chain, and lastly, the, the, the HR human experience side of it. Uh, because all of that is really good, but if you can't really impact and make the cultural shifts, then you've got to be able to, you've, you've got to add human experience to this. So you're ensuring that your people are making the transformation as well. Absolutely. And this customer uh, adaptive commerce, you really foresee that that jobs will stay, you know, marketing will, will still perform marketing functions, supply chain will perform supply chain functions, but that the data will be available, more widely available. And you have that, well, what types of data do you, do you need to collect to create that 360 yeah. degree view of the customer? It, it's, that's, it's a great question. So grocers, men, myself included, for years have looked at business processes in a very siloed way. And they've, they're famous for uh, building a better business process, more efficient, I'll use supply chain, and then buying and implementing technology that encases the business process in, in to create more efficiencies. However, in a lot of instances, the data that's generated by that process becomes siloed as well because the technology is wrapped around it. In the in the new world, in tomorrow's grocery, the ability to take the to keep working in the silo because honestly, it's a warehouse and you got to be able to do it efficiently. But to take the data that's generated by upstream, downstream, and that process itself and synchronize it across the bottom so that everybody knows what's going on. The warehouse manager knows that there's a customer order in that order that's coming through his warehouse. The, the store manager knows that there's an efficiency that the warehouse needs to be able to operate profitably. You, I think you get the drift. It's, it's the synchronization of the information that has to happen. And in, in today's world, with the siloed approach, it's very difficult to make that work. That's one of the things that SAP um, has been, I won't say doing, that's kind of a foundation of us in that we are, the, we are able to take that transactional data, marry it with the customer data, and, the, and I'll say the predictive data using machine learning and AI to, to create all this and then synchronize the information across the bottom so that everybody, whether it's a warehouse manager or it's a store manager or it's a marketing person or even in accounting, they have a, they have a view of the shopper. They, they, they know what the shopper wants and they know what they need to do to ensure that that shopper walks away from that experience with a phenomenal opinion of them and becomes a more loyal uh, shopper willing to give more and more of their dollars to the, the person that can provide them. Right, and more of their data. I think one thing that we talked about previously was looking at the customer not based on something they've done in the last week, but looking at you know what motivates them over time, not looking at them as a as a you know, delivery only buyer, because maybe they did that based on a mood or a special need, but yeah. not putting them into a box and boxing them into that, yeah, that it's, category. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's great to watch this process because people are starting to get it. The, the, just the fact that folks are talking about unified commerce says that the intellectual understanding of what needs to be done is starting to change. But that, that whole concept of looking at the shopper in the channel that they shop has got to go because it, there's not very many people. I think I saw a chart yesterday that's like 1% of all orders, e-commerce orders, are customers that only shop e-commerce. All the rest of them are shopping in-store and online. So you've got to be able to look at them holistically and understand not just what they bought yesterday, but what their predictive concepts are. What are they going to buy tomorrow? 
and then get there before they get there so that they actually like this, this company understands me and is willing to do the things that I need them to do to drive, to drive my business to them versus here's what you bought last week. Here's what you're going to buy this week. And, and that's not necessarily the same thing. Right. And what do, what do grocery retailers have to gain from breaking down the data silos <laughs> and, and looking at that customers at, in a, with a 360 degree view? Yeah, it's, it's, a, there's, I will say maybe this is a little controversial, but I'll say there's billions of dollars in benefit at the end of this rainbow. And I'm a supply chain geek, so I'll drop it into supply chain. There's, there are tons of grocery customers that are sitting on about 30 to 35 days of inventory. And, and if, you can, if you do this right, you could easily take that to 20. Think about how, many, how much money 15 days of inventory is. If you can understand the shopper, predict their needs, and create this relationship where they're willing to give you that order substantially in the future, like next week's order, um, now I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with a forecast. I'm dealing with an actual. And I can take my inventory. Like I, I worked at Perishables for years. We sat on two to three days because of shelf life. Grocery guys were always sitting on 30 to 35, and I'm always teasing them about, why do you have so much inventory? You get five days of delivery, and the stores get six delayed. Why, why is there that much inventory? The answer was just in case. Well, now that just in case goes away because my actual order is now driving my business versus a forecasted order. I can take real inventory out and bring real dollar benefits to my company. Very good. Yeah, it's great to chat with you, Randy. I think you have a lot of a lot of background, firsthand knowledge of some of the challenges, some of the opportunities, and it's great to sit down with you. Look forward to catching up with you next year at Grocery Shop and to seeing you on the show floor. Thanks a lot. It was it was a blast, and as you can tell, I I get a little excited about it. It's there's so much benefit out there. It's just amazing. So love to. Who talk doesn't about love it. a supply chain geek? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a meat guy too. So that's like double whammy. There you go. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.